Hello, hello, hello. Welcome once again to Straight from the Heart with yours truly, Evangelist Slade. We're still in the middle of Black History Month. We're Black all year long, some of us, (laughs) but we celebrate February. I would like to talk about a queen in our culture, Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou was one of the most articulate, profound, prolific speakers ever. She was a poet. She was a singer. She was a dancer. She traveled. She had a son. She's amazing. When I first heard her, I remember sitting at the edge of my seat like, whoa, her voice was almost hypnotic. (laughs) I was like this woman is amazing and I celebrate her her spirit is so strong and her words and everything she shared with us remain as a gift to us to continue learning continue growing she was an amazing teacher but her life wasn't always grand where did she get that voice why did she sound like that well circumstances when she was young someone she should have been able to trust raped her and then warned her not to tell anyone at first she didn't and she finally told her brother and then somehow this guy comes up dead she didn't speak for almost two years I remember watching a movie and she felt as if Her voice is what got this man hurt. Not realizing he got hurt because of his actions. But she went a long time without speaking until love was spoken into her and a book was given to her and she read the book. And after that, she started writing her thoughts and writing things down. And um, her her one of her best probably not well not her best but to me phenomenal woman oh and still I rise many others but those are the two I think a lot of black women really really embraced but her voice was taken and it took amazing things along her journey to give her her voice and what she did she spoke and spoke and she was invited to speak with the best, the best, all the way to the White House. Oh my gosh, she was amazing. I remember another woman, Patti LaBelle. I don't know her story, but I remember the particular show she was talking about. And she was singing with three other great singers. But during one of the breaks, one of the women came to her and told her, you're uh, a little too loud, so can you kind of quiet it down? And she was so disturbed by that. She's like, I'm just singing. So she went out and she sang again. And then again, they came back after another break. And you're just too loud. And for her, it was like, it hurt. It stung. And she said, For just a minute, she felt bad and was like, okay, maybe I could work. And the spirit spoke to her. God gave you that voice. You don't quiet down for anybody. What I saw 
was the ones that she was placed with were nowhere near her range, her style. They were all great in their own way. But Patti LaBelle was known for her energy, kicking off her shoe and that high note. And she she wasn't showing off. She was just Patti. And I really think that they misplaced all of them. They, 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 they formed a team. To me, it didn't really go together. And they were wrong. And I never forget. She said, don't let anybody take your voice. And I don't care how old you get, she said. You keep working on your voice because if you don't, you lose the sound. Mm, What is that sound? I could tell you that as a child, many things happened to me that caused me to lose my voice. Oh, I didn't stop talking. I was a talker and I've always been a talker. No laughing, those of you that know me. (laughs) I'm a talker. But I mean, for a while, from being bullied at school in different circumstances in my life, I was afraid to speak up. And if I did, I would stutter trying to make up something. And then everyone thought I was just a liar, but they didn't know the underlying causes of why I was saying things and trying to rush and make up stuff just so somebody would leave me alone. And I used to be jealous because all the other girls would be on the playground and they had these voices and I would just stand there and they'd laugh at me and say, she's weird, she's strange, she's stupid. And I grew up trying to sound like someone else or sing like someone else. And then I would be told, stop that. And I would get shut down. Why? Because it's powerful thing for someone to criticize you. It's a powerful thing when someone tells you something negative like you sound stupid or don't make any sense. It's painful. And so you try to find it and you don't know how. So you go around imitating. And I remember everyone used to tell me, oh, how funny you sound just like this person and you sound just like that person. Oh, I could imitate singers, male or female. But I didn't know what my voice really sounded like. And I went through years until a trauma happened to me that was so horrible. And the response from others was, turn your head. Let's not talk about it. Because back in the day, you didn't talk about things. So I learned what I had to say wasn't important. And no one's going to hear it or they're going to shut you down. And when I was in groups of people, I would look big-eyed and timid. To other people, it looked weird. Like, she's so strange. She's sitting there and she talks funny. Because I was raised in an era, I was raised very proper. So the other black girls would tell me that I sounded like a white girl. And I hated that. Because I was like, there's no color in talking. But it was because of the way I spoke, kind of quiet. I wasn't quiet, I just was afraid to really speak out because when I did, I got bullied. And this went on for years. Oh, the process of finding your voice is painful. I remember when I went to a doctor because every time I would sing or go through something, my stress point I found was my throat. It would just close up. 
So he was putting that tube they put down there and he was looking for nodules and he said, were you traumatized as a child? And back then I didn't know what that meant, but uh, I was. (laughs) And I said, no. He said, say A. I could say A now and you know I'm saying A, right? The letter A. And I said, eh. He said, no, say it again. I did. Then he said, say E. I could say E now, but I went, eh. He said, if you hold your two fingers up like a V and open and close them, that's how your larynx is supposed to le- to move. He said, yours lags. That is a sign of trauma. I'm going to send you to a voice coach. I couldn't, un- I couldn't afford it. It didn't go with the insurance. So you know what I did? I went into a room. I said, God, will you be my voice coach? Sounds strange, but God is the God of the possible. He could do anything or as they say, the impossible. And I would stand there and I would sing and I would work on things. And I noticed I was getting stronger and I was able to sing better, but I was still imitating other people. So then my daughter stepped in and started saying, Mom, sing that again. You're trying to sound like the person on the record. Just sound like you. Then I started going to places and getting engagement singing. And one of my daughters said, Mommy, you you shouldn't talk before you sing because you sound terrible. And I was like, ugh. She said, well, you sound all depressed and ugh. And then you sing and it's powerful. And then you go, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sounds horrible, doesn't it? I was afraid. Singing started to become easy because the song was written. The music was there. Everything was already patterned for me. And all I had to do was sing and go off the stage. But the speaking part felt odd. And I didn't get it for years. It was a process of finding the voice. Now, unlike Maya, I loved it. She commanded attention. When she spoke, she spoke with conviction. She spoke with authority. But that was after years of her growing and learning to use her voice and finding out her voice. When my voice was getting stronger because I still didn't deal with some of the inner trauma I continued to try to figure out why people would be looking at me so strange when I spoke. And then one day I started recording my voice. And I remember listening back going, I hate my voice. I sound like a boy. I sound, and I was so critical. I was doing what others had done. You could sing, but mm, you don't sound like so-and-so or you can sing, but mm, something's missing. It's like, tell me what's missing. Just criticizing. Help me. I remember one time I sang at church and then afterwards this lady said, you know how a bodybuilder goes into the gym and he has no muscles. And then after a while of working out, he gets buff. Yeah, that's what you need. Basically telling me I needed to train myself. And I was like, that was rude. Or someone would say, you know, that was cute, but you should hear so-and-so. And I'm like, I'm not her. I'm not Yolanda Adams. I'm not Jill Scott. I'm not Nancy Wilson. I'm none of those people. And I didn't know who who Michelle was. But I kept recording my voice. And I started to like what I heard. I started to record myself. And then I would videotape myself. Sometimes I would go, ugh. Sometimes I'd say, stop that. Then I'd laugh. 
I'd look in the mirror and sometimes I'd cry and I'd say, oh, I hate you, you stupid. And then I'd start laughing and then it would be okay. And then I started meeting people and God would send those people along the way and I'd laugh and I'd go, oh my gosh, you have such a wonderful voice. Oh my gosh, when you sing. One time I got mad, this lady said, your voice is infectious. And I didn't know what she meant. And I had this attitude and someone said, that means that you're, the way you laugh makes other people laugh. And you know my whole mission especially those that know me, is to encourage and to lift people up, to edify. And I'm always laughing. And I have a loud laugh. I used to go to this church called Victory Outreach. And people would say, oh, we knew when you weren't here and we knew when you were here. I said, how do you know when I'm here? They said that laugh. There's no other laugh like it in this church. And I've never been one who like chuckled like <laughs> all that. I just, something's funny and I'd be like, ha! It just comes out. <laughs> It took me a long time to like my voice. This process of finding your voice can be painful, like I said. You, you're listening to me. What about your voice? Do you like it or do you hate it? Are you critical about your voice? I've met many people that said, I want to be a speaker, but oh, I sound terrible. My voice sucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, it doesn't. God gave you that voice. And there's a scripture that says, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. He wants to hear you. He doesn't care what anyone else thinks. If you have to do like I did and practice and sing and, 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 and get coached and listen to your voice until you like it, you have something to say. Everyone has a story. There's history, his story, and her story. We're waiting to hear from you. Your voice. What's that sound? I think it's your voice. And it sounds lovely. <laughs> this has been Evangelist Slade once again with Straight From The Heart. And until next time. What? Yeah. I want to hear your voice. Bye now.